Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Hey everyone, happy Saturday. Welcome back to my podcast. I'm so excited to have you guys here listening to my podcast today. I am just so happy to share this episode. I've really been loving going into more of this spiritual content lately and I promised you guys at the end of my last episode that I would discuss the spirituality of the masculine and the feminine. So we're going to be talking about how to worship the masculine and the feminine and how to create a balanced spiritual practice between both the masculine and the feminine. And you guys know that I'm in the Self-Realization Fellowship and as I was sharing in the last podcast, sometimes it was becoming a little bit difficult for me in the very beginning because I didn't really know how how to balance my masculine and my feminine and in my spiritual practice. I knew how to balance it individually within myself, but within my spiritual practice, so many spiritual practices are very masculine oriented. A lot of religions are very masculine oriented. And so, you know, being in the spiritual practice, I really needed to balance my feminine and be able to worship the feminine and feel balanced in my spirituality in the side of the feminine. So we're going to talk about that today. But before we even go into that, I want to tell you guys that I still have two coaching spots available in my group coaching program. So 12 out of the 14 spots are filled. And so we have two more spots available. And what this coaching program is, is it's a group coaching program. And there's 14 women in this program. Well, there will be once these two spots are filled. And the first half of the program, so the first three sessions, because we're going to be meeting every other week for three months beginning in October. And the first three sessions are about really creating this regulated nervous system and this safety in your body. A lot of times people ask me, well, how do you regulate your nervous system? What do we do? How do we feel safe in our bodies? And so this program, the first half of it is going to be the answer to those questions. It's going to get you stable and and able to actually hold the standards, hold the embodiment that we're gonna come into in the second half of the program. So the first half of the program allows you to even 
hold the embodiment because you can't really, you know, if you want to hold a standard, let's say, let's say you want to hold celibacy until you're in a relationship, right? If your nervous system is dysregulated enough and you are still coming from these old coping mechanisms and deep down you don't feel you're worthy and, you know, you kind of have all of these dysregulated ways of interacting and you're not in your full embodiment yet, when you want to hold that standard, you can want to from a mind space, but if your body is not caught up with what your mind wants, you are not going to be able to hold those standards and those boundaries, or you might do it and it's going to come out in a really dysregulated way. So what we want to do is we want to catch our bodies up to the level of safety and regulation that we're trying to create in our life. So the first half of the program is going to be that. And then the second half is going to be coming into that full embodiment. So we're going to be coming into our full expression of our unique femininity. We're going to be going into sexual embodiment and sexual healing and sexual shame releasing. We're going to be going into how to date, how to vet, everything. So this is a really good program. I'm super excited. It's also obviously a group program. So you're going to have a lot of sisterhood healing. You're going to do practices. You're going to have an accountability partner. You're going to have homework. Um, you know, you can get 24 seven tech support with me. So even throughout your days, throughout the week, you can have that one-on-one support. You also, there will be question and answers at the end of every session. So you can ask questions, whatever is coming up for you. You know, you can get that one-on-one support, even though we're in a group program. So it will be really, really good. And there are two more spots available. So I'm going to put the link right in the description, the first link in the description. And if you would like to do this program, you can submit your first payment. There's the first one of three payments and secure your spot. And then I will meet with you and have an introduction call. And and yeah, so we will um, really just get you onboarded from there. So if you'd like to do this program, you can submit your first payment and secure your spot. And then we will get right into it. <laughs> okay, so anyway, let's get into our session for the day. Let's talk about the spirituality of the masculine and the feminine. So I'm going to tell you guys about my experience and what I did to start balancing my feminine, really bringing the feminine into my spiritual practice. And also we'll talk about this really healing aspect of having the masculine in the healing practice or in the spiritual practice. Actually, let's go into that first. So actually it was a, (laughs) I feel like I just said actually like 20 times, but in my, in my reading of this book called The Will to Change by Bell Hooks, something that kind of stuck out to me that I just thought was really interesting was she really emphasized the healing quality of having a spiritual practice dedicated to the masculine. So praying to the masculine aspect of God, praying to him, praying to he, you know, praying to specific male saints. So having that masculine aspect of spirituality, she was saying was incredibly healing because in her real life, there were so few men that she really felt deeply safe with. And so then to have a spiritual practice where she felt so safe with the masculine aspects and qualities 
in these saints or in the masculine aspect of God was actually deeply healing. And I have actually experienced the same. Something that really was a theme in my life for most of my life was feeling like I really didn't have safe masculine roles around me. I didn't feel truly emotionally safe with or physically safe with the masculine you know, people or institutions or groups around me because we have to also understand that living in the misogynistic patriarchy, we're not only just experiencing the lack of safety through the masculine in the actual men that we're interacting with, we're also interacting with this lack of safety from the masculine on an institutional level, on a systemic level. So, For example, you know, capitalism is an unsafe aspect of the distorted masculine, right? So these are systems that are supposed to keep us safe, like our systems and these, you know, um, kind of like boxes and these safe spaces, or they're supposed to be safe spaces, but these containers, right? The masculine provides these containers and the structures. And so in these structures, we're supposed to feel safe. That's the purpose of the masculine is to create these really safe structures. And, and stability, right? But when we're engaging within these systems and we don't feel safe in these systems, we are furthering the feelings of unsafety. Living in misogynistic systems, right? We don't actually feel safe as women. So it's not just the men that we're interacting with. It's the cultural beliefs and the systems that we're engaging in and the way that we're treated institutionally. And then you you intersect race within that. And then there's black women and the way that Asian women have been so harmed and the way that black women have been so harmed and the way that indigenous women have been so harmed. You add in indigenous women, Latinas, like it's just... The intersections just it, it's just it gets worse and worse and worse, like really the the levels of unsafety. And then you also add in the layer of the earth. Right. So we can understand that the masculine structures, the distorted masculine structures, they're not even masculine, but the distorted masculine structures that have been created also directly harm what is innately feminine. They harm the earth. So we have entered into this hyper distorted masculine expression of systems and who gets harmed in them the earth women children animals right and also men actually men also get really harmed in these systems but they don't really understand that it's harming them they really place the blame a lot of other spaces they you know realize that they're unhappy and that they're overworked and that they are lonely and that they're not actually connected to anyone but then they blame women instead of the structures that have been created that force them to be disconnected and uh, overworked and unhappy and, and not fulfilled as a human which is the patriarchal misogynistic structure that is you know permeating the world so anyway within these systems right basically what I'm trying to say is that we do not feel safe and so when we actually start to intentionally create safety with the masculine it can be incredibly healing but if we do not have masculine people in our life, if we do not have men in our life that make us feel safe, we don't have to wait on that necessarily. It can be incredibly healing to create a relationship with the masculine aspect of God or with male saints 
and to feel so held by these saints or by the masculine aspect of God because then we are actually experiencing true divine masculinity and we're actually experiencing the safety of the masculine that we are meant to experience in our day-to-day life but that we're not and when we don't experience it there's a part of our heart that is yearning for it so deeply because it's natural for women especially to desire the loving presence of the masculine that's natural for women we want to experience the loving presence of the masculine and so when we don't it really harms our development and our psyches and everything really so when we actually intentionally come into relationship with these healing aspects of god the masculine aspects of god we can really create a new relationship with the masculine, one in which we feel safe. And we can also set a new standard for what masculinity is within our life lives and we can create a new standard for the type of masculinity we will allow into our lives because when we've never experienced true masculinity or we've never seen it it sometimes is very difficult to hold a standard because we're like that doesn't exist I've never experienced it I don't feel it in my body so what we want to do is we want to start feeling the safe masculine in our body and we can also experience as we start to experience the safe masculine through spirituality we can also experience the safe masculine we can look in so many different structures in our life and we can find the safe masculine within them so you can look at you know your apartment anything that's like a container for you you can look at your apartment um you can look at anything that's like penetrating you and you know anything that is coming to you to give you some sort of pleasure some sort of Um, happiness. So you can look at receiving money as the masculine coming to gift you with, you know, freedom and abundance and this gifting and this penetration. You can think of, you know, the masculine in this aspect of receiving money. You can also think of the masculine in your home, right? You can think of the masculine like the masculine is holding this container for you. You can think of the masculine in your work or something like that. So just continually find ways to interact with the safe masculine because when we don't, we just are going to be so overwhelmed with the unsafe masculine that we're never going to realize that there is a lot of opportunity to interact with the safe masculine around us. And the reason that I go so deeply into the unsafe masculine aspect is because I want everyone to feel validated and I want everyone to know that I understand that it's a very difficult to interact with the safe masculine, especially for women of color or especially for women who are more disadvantaged within our society systemically. But you know, there is opportunity to interact with the safe masculine and it's very helpful for women and it's very beneficial for women to start doing this. I remember when I started out my spiritual journey, I started, it was either my mentor told me this or the Self-Realization Fellowship readings did. I forget which one, but either one of them, either the readings or my mentor told me that you don't, if you don't have a relationship with a father, you can find a father in God. If you don't have a relationship with your mother, you can find a mother in God. If you don't have a friend, you can find a friend in God. If you don't have a beloved, you can find the beloved in God. So God has all of these aspects within it, right? So all of these aspects, God is this whole unknowable fullness, right? And 
we can find all of these things that we're yearning for, the actual truth of these aspects, the most pure, you know, expression of these things we're looking for, we can find them within God. So it can be really, really healing. Um, but yeah, so that is just about the healing of, you know, finding the masculine within within our spiritual practice. But now I really think it's important to talk about how to balance the feminine within our spiritual practice. And if you guys haven't read the book, The Body of Wisdom by Hilary Hart, it is so good. And don't confuse this book with The Wisdom of Our Bodies by someone else named Hilary. I recommended the book, The Body of Wisdom by Hilary Hart. And so many people were tagging me on their Instagram stories saying like, I got the book and it was this other book. And I'm like, wow, that's so crazy that two books are so similarly named and they're both by someone named Hillary. Like that's really crazy. But The Body of Wisdom by Hillary Hart is what I'm talking about. And I can also link that book in the description below. So yeah, so The Body of Wisdom is an awesome book that really talks about feminine spirituality. And I feel like that can be really, really helpful for any woman that is beginning her journey. But when I really started my my spiritual journey very a lot more seriously which was about two years ago you know obviously I've been on my spiritual journey I had my spiritual awakening like six or seven years ago so ever since then I've just been on this this journey and it's been my life has gotten better and better and better every single year but you know two years ago is when I really devoted to the self-realization fellowship when I started the lessons, when I took Yogananda as my guru. So that was kind of like when, you know, I started to, you know, because you have a practice that you're devoted to. You have a guru that you're devoted to. You have specific saints and people that you're praying to. You have specific prayers that you're doing. So it just feels a lot more formal. And so when I, yeah, it's not that I devoted more. Well, I, I actually did devote more, but it's that it's more formal, you know. So when I started doing that two years ago, I really was it was a little bit difficult for me in the beginning because it was such a masculine approach and I was saying in my last podcast that Yogananda is a Capricorn so he's just like he was and he is like he's very like you know hardworking and he's a man he was a man and he like very a masculine approach just like you know, forego everything and like, you know, give everything to God. And like, I totally agree with that. But as a woman, there just needs to be a balance with the feminine and with the feminine, the natural feminine ways of doing things. And so I had to kind of figure that out and what that would look like for me. And I remember even in the very beginning of my meditations, when I started doing them through the Self-Realization Fellowship, of course, I had done meditations prior to the Self-Realization Fellowship, but now I'm doing them in a specific way, specific breathing, specific prayers, specific time, like everything is very, very structured, right? And I remember I would feel so discouraged after in the very beginning when I was doing it because I would be putting all of my energy out. So when you're in the self-realization fellowship, your meditations are, you know, obviously there's specific ones that you're doing. And then you point all of your, your eyes and your energy on your, your Christ consciousness center or your third eye, right? So, um, you put all of your energy there. And by the way, when you say Christ, you can be referring to Jesus Christ, but Christ is not Jesus's last name. Christ is a a label like Buddha that's given to somebody that has reached Buddha state or Christ state, aka full enlightenment, right? So 
Christ consciousness is the full space of self-realization and you can also achieve that. Most people will not, but <laughs> but you can. <laughs> and so you can interact with that energy, right? So um so yeah, so you put your your attention on your third eye, your Christ consciousness center. And um, and so you put your energy there, right? Your attention, you, you're focusing your eyes there. In the beginning, your eyes hurt because you're like straining them. You, they're not used to looking there. Anyway, so you put your, your attention there. And when I'm doing my, my meditations in the beginning, I'm just like putting all of my energy out like so intensely. Like I'm just focusing on that center and I'm like yearning so hard for God, like literally just like wanting so much to interact with God wanting so I'm like so focused I'm like my energy is saying like God please I need you please 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 and I would be saying that in you know in my head and in my Christ consciousness center I would be directing my energy out I don't know how else to really say it but all of my energy is going out from my Christ consciousness center and reaching out for God. So that's how my energy would be flowing is it's reaching out for God in this very focused, intense way. And because it was so, I was coming from such a, and that's not necessarily how it's recommended, like that, that way of pushing your energy out. But that's what I was naturally doing within these practices. And I would leave the practices feeling so upset because I didn't feel fully fulfilled I felt like I didn't fully you know interact with God in the way that I wanted and I would feel like I'm pushing so much energy out and begging almost for God right which isn't bad you can beg for God as much as you want it's a good thing actually but my energy was just so masculine and pushing out so much. And so what I then started to do was I would come into a more relaxed state. So I would still put my my energy, obviously, at my Christ Consciousness Center, my third eye. I would still put my eyes there. I would still put my energy there. And I would push out a little bit, but I would open up my space to receive. So I would relax a little bit more. Like I would relax my body more. And I'm sure actually this is what Yogananda wants, right? But in the beginning, I was putting so much energy out and it felt so masculine and it felt like my energy was like on a quest and I was like running at full level trying to get to God, right? And my yearning was expressing through this masculine lens. But what I really started to do was try to express my yearning through a feminine lens. So I would put my energy in my third eye and I would open my my energy, my my third eye, would, I would come into a receiving space. So I would say, you know, God, I need you come to me, but in a very calm way, whereas it's not this more desperate space, which is also beneficial, you know, it, everywhere it's not beneficial to be desperate, but it's not bad at all to be desperate for God. Um, but it was this very like penetrating energy and that just didn't sit well with my body. And I think that for a man actually it might sit better in his body and in his energy system that kind of full-on penetration outwards and this like you know quest kind of energy and but for me as a really feminine being it just wasn't sitting right with my body and so instead of putting all my energy out I just allowed I I put my energy in my third eye center but I just came into a yearning space that opened up into receiving so 
God, I need you. Come to me. God, I love you. Come to me in a more relaxed space, in a more okay if he doesn't come, okay if she doesn't show up, okay if it's not here right now, but just showing up and saying, I need you. I need you. Right. So there's just this subtle difference there that allowed me to stay in what is natural to my energy system. And I think that that is really important within our spiritual practice because you know, we want even in meditation and in these kind of practices, these are a lot of them are more masculine structures. Right. And so when we are in them, it's so easy to get really to feel very unnatural in them if you're a really feminine human. And so to just do these practices that are, you know, innately masculine, but to make them your own and to shift things just a little bit, just a little bit, a tiny bit so that you're in your feminine, that you can stay in this space that's natural to your energy system. Because when you're not in a space that's natural to your energy system, you are going to get really burnt out really quickly. And I was noticing that in the beginning is that when I was coming from this really masculine space, I was getting burnt out really quick. I was getting disappointed and upset really quickly. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com try. Go to shopify.com try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com try. It just wasn't working for me because I was not really working. I wasn't honoring my energy system as a woman. And so working with that energy system instead of against it was kind of crucial for me in my in my practice because I am in a very it's a it's a more masculine approach if you want to think of it in that way it is important to balance it with the feminine that's not the only thing i did so i'm going to talk about the other things that i did but to balance it with the feminine is super important because you're definitely coming from you know a masculine spiritual approach and it's important like we need to go in a masculine spiritual approach if we want to reach 
full self-realization, right? Like it, you have to take that action and show up with discipline and show up with action every single day. That's just the way it is. If you want, if you have that goal within your heart, if you want to truly and fully uh, merge with God, then yes, you're going to have to follow that masculine approach, but you can make it as feminine, you know, as you can so that it matches a little bit better with your energy system. Now, there were some other things that I did because I didn't want to just you know, do that. I wanted to also integrate other feminine practices. So something else that I did was I started really connecting with the earth. That has been honestly something that has been a really big thing for me in the last six months where it has really changed my spiritual practice. I started connecting with the earth and connecting with the spirituality of the earth. And that has balanced out my masculine self-realization practice so much because we're the earth is so innately feminine and we want to connect with this yeah with the earth which is so innately divine so innately godly so innately feminine and we want to connect with this expression of god and we also want to connect with a different expression of god in our in our meditation practices but we need to honor and connect with the physical expression of God here, which is earth, right? So I started doing offerings to the earth, like flower offerings. I started speaking with the earth. I started, uh, you know, praying to the earth. And something that I learned from a friend of mine, Rosanita, was whenever I go to a new space or a new land, even the land I grew up on, I realized I'd never spoken to the land or introduced myself to the land. So I, when I, you know, was home where I grew up, I did a prayer and I did an offering and I did an introduction of myself to the land. I said, hi, my name is Victoria. And I said my last name. This is how old I am. This is my mom's name. This is my my lineage. This is my grandfather's name. This is my grandmother's name. This is who I am. This is where I was born. This is where my family's from. Hi, like I would like your permission to be here. Thank you for holding me my entire life. I'm so sorry. I never even acknowledged you anything, you know? And so I did that. I said this introduction and I did an offering with flowers. And something else I've been doing is whenever I eat, whenever I remember, I try to take a little bit out of what I'm eating and give it as an offering to the earth. And that was a practice out of the body of wisdom that I really, really love. So in my day-to-day life, balancing my spiritual practice as when I'm basically when I'm awake when I'm like living and and interacting with the with the earth and with the world I'm coming from a feminine spiritual space and then in my two meditations a day and my prayers I come from a more masculine space but I keep it as feminine as possible I keep it as feminine as I can, but I come from a more masculine space because that's just the nature of meditation and these practices. So I balance it in my day-to-day life, honoring the, the spiritual aspect of the feminine on the, with the earth. And so doing offerings, um, introducing myself. When I traveled, I was traveling for the month of May. So the first thing I did, the first two days I was there in the new place I was, I did an offering and I introduced myself to the land and I spent some time with my feet on the earth, with my hands on the earth, feeling into the energy system of the earth and thanking the earth and praying to the earth and introducing myself and asking permission to be there and and everything. So interacting with this feminine earth, with this quality of God 
that is so deeply feminine and so deeply available to us and also so deeply ignored and just not and abused and extracted from. It's just when we start to form a relationship, a spiritual connection with the earth, that is really, really transformative and so healing as a woman. As a woman, you are so much more in tune with the feminine, with the earth, just simply from having a womb and being in tune with these cycles. So being in connection with the earth in this way has been like life changing. And so that allows me to feel like I'm balanced in my spirituality as a full human being, you know, in general. So you know, the majority of my day, maybe I'm interacting in the spiritual feminine space. And then, you know, in the morning, maybe I'm interacting in the masculine spiritual space. So balancing that by having a really deep practice with the spiritual aspect of the earth, and then also having a very deep practice through the self-realization fellowship allows me to feel balanced in that, in that way. Another thing that I do is I interact with my womb and my yoni and self-pleasure and my menstrual cycle from a really, really spiritual space. And that really allows me to form, again, a feminine spiritual practice and to feel balanced in my feminine spirituality. So when I am, you know, bleeding, I take that as a time to honor myself and I give my blood back to the earth and I give my blood back to the plants around me or the earth around me. And that is so healing, right? And again, that's forming that relationship with your feminine body, with your womb, with the earth, you know, with your blood, all of these really deeply primal feminine aspects can, really just bring you and usher you into deep connection with the feminine aspect of your spirituality. This is what, you know, the feminine spiritual practice for so many thousands of years, especially before the misogynistic patriarchy took over, these ways of interacting, these are like goddess rites. These are the ways of interacting that the, you know, the queens and the goddesses and the sacred women within these societies used to interact. They knew the sacredness of the yoni they knew the sacredness of the womb and so really catering to and finding a spiritual practice and integrating your womb and your yoni into your day-to-day life can be actually a really huge part of your spiritual practice and so for me even self-pleasure can come from a sacred space and I feel that that's part of my spiritual practice and you know um, having a yoni egg I use my yoni egg and I love using my yoni egg so using my yoni egg and and doing things like this have really helped me to balance my my feminine spiritual practice so that honestly the majority I would say of like you know my spiritual practice is coming from a feminine space and then when I'm you know doing my meditations and prayers I can go into that masculine space because I'm so nourished in the feminine aspect now another aspect of being in the feminine and forming a spiritual relationship with the feminine is spiritualizing what you're doing in your day-to-day life. So, you know, when you are driving in the car or when you are, you know, baking bread or when you're making a meal or whatever you're doing, you know, as a woman in your day-to-day life, spiritualizing that thing and creating a life that is filled up and, yeah, just spiritualizing your your day-to-day routine. So for me, 
especially when I, you know, spend time outside and I'm doing some sort of work or service. So gardening, I've been helping my mom garden a lot or, you know, when I'm picking fruit from the trees and I'm saying thank you to the trees or when I'm picking herbs from the garden and saying thank you to the herbs or when I'm driving in the car and I'm playing spiritual music, you know, so just like spiritualizing the things that you're doing when I'm making a meal, spiritualizing what I'm doing and being an intention with it. That is honestly a huge part of the feminine and the body of wisdom goes into that a little bit more because she talks about how to kind of be in your you know spiritual feminine with these daily things that you're doing and how that's such a big part of the feminine spiritual practice because a lot of times women don't have time to meditate or to do these other more traditional spiritual things because they have children or you know really she focuses on having children and how that's really such a huge part of womanhood is you know having kids obviously you don't have to have kids to be a woman or anything like that but obviously most women have children and that's a huge part of being you know a woman for a lot of women and it takes up a lot of time and you don't have the same ability to have you know a one hour morning meditation right when you have a child that is you're breastfeeding or or something like that right so being able to enter into the feminine spirituality and be, be initiated into feminine spirituality through breastfeeding, through feeding your child, through, you know, just the mundane aspects of the everyday, spiritualizing those things brings you into feminine relationship with spirituality. And so I think that The Body of Wisdom is a great book to read to kind of learn more about that. But that's a practice that I've also really been doing is just trying to spiritualize my day-to-day life. And that also brings me into my feminine spiritual practice and keeps me in that space of feminine spirituality. Now, the last thing I will say is that something else I've been, I actually realized last night, or I've been thinking about it for a while, but I haven't really fully realized that I needed to say a prayer about this, but I really, I, so I have an altar space and I was just telling you guys about this in my last episode as well, is that I just created an altar space and it has changed the game for me, guys. If you want to up your spiritual practice, I don't care if you meditate, you know, never and you just want to pray there or something. If you want to up your spiritual practice, create an altar. It has literally changed the game for me like like no other. Like seriously, this altar is like everything. So I created an altar in my windowsill. So there's like this little space in between the window and and um, the window pane, I don't know even what it's called, the whatever, the, the wood there. Then I put all of my altar space there and I can, I put a little prayer mat underneath on the floor underneath so I can like pray at this altar space. And that's actually now where I do my meditations, where I read my lessons through the self-realization fellowship, where I pray, everything. And when I created this altar space, right, so I have pictures of my line of gurus. So I'm in a the self-realization fellowship I feel like I said that 20 million times but I'm in that that you know non-denominational religious group and the there's a line of gurus right so there's Krishna Jesus Babaji uh, Lahiri Mahasaya Swami Shri and Yogananda 
right? So there is, um, the, there, you know, those six figures that we are praying to, that we're engaging with, and that really hold the frequency of the self-realization fellowship. So you kind of start to understand that there's certain avatars, certain saints, certain gods that hold the the energetic or spiritual space around certain groups, right? So Babaji, you know, and Yogananda and all six of them hold the energetics, the, you know, they hold the consciousness, they hold the spiritual space of our group. And so we can pray to them and interact with them a lot more easily because they're holding us and all of the participants already, right? Same thing with other religions, right? They have specific people, uh, gods or whoever that they pray to, that are holding the frequency of their lineage, of their religion, of their group, right? So with that, I have pictures of them. I actually just ordered a bunch more, but they're like, they haven't shipped yet for some reason. My dad like walked into my room the other day and he was like, oh my gosh, like who are all these people? And I was like, you just don't even worry about it. Like, I was like, dad, these are, this is my guru. And like, these are like, you know, all these other, the, my, my other gurus, this is my line of gurus that I'm devoted to. And he's like, oh, okay. (laughs) He doesn't really get it, but, um, but love him. But anyway, so, uh, you know, I ordered a bunch. I said that because I ordered a bunch more photos and they're going to be all around my room. My dad's going to walk in and be like, oh, my gosh, wait, who are all these people that are just like all over your walls? And I'm like, they're just, you know, my guru, my um, guru's dad. And, you know, I'm devoted to them and they're devoted to me and we're in a relationship as guru and disciple and whatever. So anyway, I just ordered a bunch more pictures of them. But on my altar space, there's the six pictures of my my gurus. And when I was looking at it the other day, something within me just was like, I need women saints or gods or, you know, I need to form relationships with women, um, female, with the feminine aspect of God, you know, represented by a person figure. So, for example, Yogananda is God manifested as Yogananda, right? Jesus is God manifested as Jesus. Krishna is, or, um, you know, Babaji is God manifested as Babaji, right? So you can interact with God manifested as other, you know, female women figures. And obviously God is manifested in all of us. But when you have, when someone has come, first of all, you have been chosen and then second of all when you've come into full enlightenment then you are a full channel for God to interact through for most of us we have all of these you know all of this kind of density that prevents God from fully manifesting through us or from fully shining through us right because we are just fully like you know really identified with this physical space and so when we completely identify and connect our consciousness with God consciousness completely fully and finally then God is you know able to completely shine through us and be completely 1000% manifested through us so it's really um so that's like what i'm what i'm meaning when i'm saying that it's god manifested jesus is god manifested as jesus because jesus is completely identified or was completely identified with god consciousness and so was an open channel for god to manifest through and also was chosen right same thing with yogananda same thing with babaji but there are also women and female figures who have had the same exact thing right and actually yogananda talks about a couple of them in his book the autobiography of a yogi 
And so something I have really wanted to pray about the last couple of days is I really would like my gurus to point me in the direction of a woman figure that I can start forming a relationship with, somebody that is meant for me, that I can form a relationship with, that represents the physical um, feminine aspects of God. And so when we are praying to specific gurus or to specific aspects of God, we have to understand that God is everything, right? God is all of it. God's unknowable. God is, right? It's just everything. It's like source. Everything comes from that energy, that space, that source, right? And so when we are engaging with different personhoods or different embodiments of God, we are engaging with different manifestations of God. So God can manifest as, let's say, a woman or a man. And those are just different aspects of God being manifested. So God has feminine and masculine. God is not a woman or a man. God is all, right? So but God has feminine aspects and masculine aspects, just like me, just like you. Um, but you can interact with a feminine aspect of God manifested, right? So for me, as a feminine dominant woman, I am more, I'm a manifestation of femininity of God. I'm a manifestation, a manifestation of God's femininity, of, of God's feminine aspect, right? And a man might be a manifestation of God's masculine aspect, but God is neither masculine or feminine because God's both and God's all, right? But then there's all of these little fractals and all of these little spaces and all of these little different aspects of God that can be manifested, right? So when we want to interact with the feminine aspect of God, you know, that's totally fine. We just have to find, um, you know, female figures that are full manifestations of God that God, they have completely identified themselves with God consciousness and they have been chosen and whatnot. And then we can interact with those aspects of God or, you know, in a feminine space. And I think that can be really, really healing for a lot of us. So when I have that, I will let you guys know when I start to really form a relationship with a specific female saint or a specific female God. I am really excited for that journey that I will be going on, but I'm not sure, you know, where that will lead me or when that will happen. So when that does happen, I will let you guys know. But I feel like I will feel definitely so much more balanced and yeah, just so much more balanced when I have the manifestation of God as a female to pray to. I think that will yeah, just really balance me out because I have definitely a lot of examples of God as a male to pray to. And now I'd like, you know, at least one just a manifestation of God as a female. And another thing that really just keeps me, you know, in my feminine spiritual space is, you know, doing um, like manifestation work and doing like prayers from a feminine space. I pray from a really feminine space and I'm not really in this like structured masculine space. I pray and I bring all of myself to God and that is all of me is like very womanly and very feminine and you know, just myself. And so I bring that to God. And so I pray in a really feminine space. 
And I think that can be really helpful, but also like reading books that are about feminine spirituality to help you kind of understand the superpower of feminine spirituality and how to connect with that. And when we come into our feminine spirituality and then we're also like meditating and advancing in the masculine aspect, we're just like un- like unbeatable. <laughs> it's just like such a gift being a woman because you have this natural connection to the feminine aspect of God, but then you also can absolutely progress really really far in the masculine aspect of God and so you just become like this like super woman um spiritually so so yeah so I'm super excited to kind of continue my journey I'm going to read the great cosmic mother soon and I think that will be really really interesting and I know that's about feminine spirituality and I'm actually currently reading the book when God was a woman which is about the the matriarchal religions that were dominant for most of human history. So having a patriarchal religion or having dominant patriarchal religions, which is what we have now where religions say that like God is a male or that, you know, yeah, God is a male. That's kind of what the religions like Christianity say and these other kind of religions say, and we worship like a male God. And so, um, you know, that is new for most of human history. We worshiped a female God and God was a woman. And that is just, you know, what's most natural even to humans for most of our biological history. Right. So for us, I think it's really interesting to understand that the feminine religions were the dominant religions for the majority of human history because we you know living in this time we think well this is just how it's always been it's not this is really fairly new and it was a result of I'm reading this book of you know violent conquest of you know these northern Europeans who these Indo-Europeans who kind of came down and forced their patriarchal religion on the goddess religions and the feminine religion so it's just really interesting I think that you know God is all of it and I think that we need to have a balance you know both masculine and feminine aspects of God but it is really interesting that you know to just read about what most of human history was so I definitely recommend that book as well and I will link it in the description when God was a woman I think her name is by Marilyn Stone Marilyn Stone but I will link them in the description And yeah, so that is all I have for you guys today. I love you guys so much. I will see you next Saturday and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. 
Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.